0: oceans lakes rivers they can be beautiful but also terrifying these are tales of more latin american sea monsters stories folklore legends leyendas cuentos y mas this is a spooky tales listen escuchen at your own risk this is Christina and this is MJ and this is another episode of a spooky tales welcome welcome today we're talking about more Latin American sea monsters um because MJ was on a what were you on a ocean kick
1: ocean kick yeah yeah because I got (laughs) like um this thing like I open like I, I haven't gone on YouTube in like forever and I I happened to open the app and I was like, let's like, you know, I'm like bored. Let's see what YouTube is, you know, let's see what entertainment I can find. And then I found that like a, uh, I don't know if I sent you the video, but of the the blue whales and their mm-hmm. their clicks. Yeah. And I was like, well, like I was just like mind blown because I was like, wait, they could click you to death, like you know, their little like whatever sonar thing that they do that whales do to like the ocean yeah. I was like, what? And it's louder than the um the rocket takeoff. You know, that they do over there in Florida, it's louder. Than, and I was just like having an entire, like, out of body experience over this information. <laughs> and then, like, right there, it's like the, it's always recommended, like something similar to the ocean. And then I was like, yeah, so then it was you like, just keep clicking, you, you just clicking and holes. clicking. And then I was like, Oh my God. And then I was also looking up on TikTok, like ocean videos and stuff. And then it was like, oh, sea monsters, this, sea monsters. And i was like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm <was> scared. Yes.
0: <laughs> that is why we're doing sea monsters. And there's a lot. There's a lot, especially in South America. Yeah. And I
1: found, well, I I'm covering a legend from Guam. Uh, and that's because, like, I find that, like, a lot of places that have been colonized by Spain have very similar stories to latin america for obvious reasons but
0: i was Mm -hmm. like why not
1: include they know what it is to feel you know to to be colonized by the spanish they know so i was like let's 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 include them too because it's it's funny how oh well i guess it's not funny because you know the spanish but it's like oh like your legend is almost exactly like the ones we have you know in latin america and my kids are like Uh, yeah it's interesting like half guamanian too and and i've been um Trying because because the tomorrow culture is like it's like dying, and I find that so sad. The majority of youth do not speak the language. It's only like a lot of like the older, you know, the elders, elders and stuff. They have no written language. It's very mixed with Spanish, so you know a lot of it's already gone. And then you have uh, uh, American imperialism, which has destroyed whatever remnants that could have been savable. So yeah, yeah. cuz like they the United States like outlawed or something um the Chamorro language for a while after World War II. Like they do when they get to school. Yeah. Uh the Chamorro people are dealing with that today. Like it's not just something it's like ongoing to this fucking day and you know, I'm doing the best I can. I'm not Chamorro, but my kids are and I'm doing the best I can to educate them so i am learning with my children and i'm doing it for them i am doing trying to do it in the most respectful way possible because again i'm not tomorrow but mm-hmm. i think it's important because that's sad. that's fucking sad like yeah fucking colonizers anyways <laughs>
0: Right, right. Um, but first, let's do our listener story. <laughs>
1: change of uh, yeah. Before MJ starts care. like cursing everybody off, right?
0: <laughs> okay, so this was sent in by Benjamin. Thank you for the story. If you have any spooky stories that you want us to read on the podcast, just uh, send us an email at spookytells at gmail dot com. We also have a little form that says contact us on our website. That's another option. Um, DM us via any socials. You can also leave a voicemail. So yeah, any of the above. There's a lot of choices. So hi, huge fan. Thank you. I told all my friends to go listen to the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Many years ago. This is the story now. It's not me anymore saying thank you. (laughs) <laughs> Many years ago, when my mom married my stepdad, there was a shadow person that would wander the house and just watch me. <laughs> One time, he came up out of the ground in the garage and walked towards me with his left hand reaching for my face. Ugh, okay. I remember being paralyzed and then he was just gone. A few years later, we moved to a newly built house and I mentioned seeing a shadow person at the old house. My mom turned to me and said, you saw him too? I never actually said it was a man, and yet she knew exactly what I saw. That particular shadow man never followed us, but occasionally new ones will watch us. Usually, it's when anxiety or depression is hitting us hard. My mom thinks they might be the cause, or it attracts them to us. Thanks for the podcast. Listening through it again. I'll tell more stories later. Have a good one. Thank you, and you know... I have read that about shadow people.
1: Yeah, like it, it, it's either attracted to negative energy or it creates negative energy. I, mm-hmm. it's not the you know the same with me. Like I said, like I, I've seen them and I don't always feel negative, but there's been twice where it's like, yo, this isn't good, and and it feels like that for a week before something happens. So I mean, it could totally be that they they bring on the negative energy. Yeah, definitely.
0: Oh, we didn't decide beforehand uh, who wants who wants to go first, me or you? Do you want
1: to go first? You usually, like, do. do. True,
0: true. I always ask, and then I'm like, I'm going first. <laughs> so I have one short story from Oaxaca, and then I have one sea cryptid from South America, which I absolutely love, and I chose specifically because of its name. Um, It's called El Cuero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is literally a cowhide. Oh, I'm excited
0: for that one.
1: Because I, I like, uh, I can I've come across that one that you're talking about, El Cuero. And I was like,
0: what the fuck? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's an indigenous uh, legend from Chile, from Mapuche mythology. Ooh. Okay, but let me go on with the Oaxaca story first. So a young man and his friends were in the Oaxaca coast. I, I got this from a YouTube video that someone sent in their story to that channel. Uh, they're called Relatos de Terror. And I, I was listening and writing at the same time. And I didn't write like the village it happened in. So, but it's on the Oaxaca coast. So I wrote. Anyway. <laughs> so he was on a boat with his friends having a good time. They passed by some little town and stopped there to eat. The town was so small, they didn't think there was a hotel there, but they asked the restaurant owners. And just like they thought, the restaurant owners were like, no, there's no hotel here. You have to keep moving. But then the husband was like, well, you guys can just camp out in front of the restaurant if you want. There's like a small ass restaurant. So they didn't have room for the friends to sleep inside. Like there's no extra space. But they had camping gear. So they were like, you can camp out right here. And so as they were preparing their stuff to camp, uh, they began hearing weird noises. First, they were trying to make out if it was Spanish or not, but it didn't sound like any specific language. And then as soon as they started hearing those noises, the restaurant owners came out like super fast and they were like, leave your stuff, come inside now. And they were like, what the fuck? You know, like what the hell you just hear hear noises and the restaurant owners like i know we said you're camping out here but no no come inside now like that is weird
1: (laughs) i mean that's like the first sign of something's fucking about to go down
0: (laughs) yeah and so they they went inside and the friends they all noticed that the owners they left lights on outside like they they Brought out a candle, put it outside, and went back inside, like, super fast. And they looked, and, like, the next-door houses all had lights on outside as well. So, again, weird, right?
1: Strange.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, but then they were like, okay, whatever. They went to sleep. At some point in the middle of the night, one of the friends woke up, and they were staring outside through the window. And the other friends did the same. They got up and looked outside. And then they saw figures shadowy figures walking into the ocean and disappearing and this was the source of the voices because as soon as they saw the figures go inside the water and disappear the voices stopped what the hell uh-huh yeah and then they left quickly the next day <laughs> the the restaurant owner is like you want to stay and have breakfast they were like nope <laughs> you
1: know, <motherfucker>, we out.
0: <laughs> yeah um but they were very confused by what they saw obviously And to this day, nobody can tell them what it was, right? But I was looking through the comments and um, someone said, I grew up in this community where the story takes place. My grandmother would tell me that these figures could be seen and they were from the pre-Hispanic era and they had been forcibly removed from their homes. And now people leave their lights on to make sure the shadows are not taking people with them. They can't be outside when these figures come.
1: What the fuck? But uh, yeah. it sounds like almost like mermaids cuz you know how mermaids have that song and it's right? like to yeah. me that's what it sounds like like cuz you know that like uh, they say that like mermaids sing and then they attract you and like hypnotize you or put you in a trance or whatever and like their voice it like I don't know like they have like a distinct song that's what it sounds like except for what yeah. for this reason like for whatever reason it's not like drawing people to them
0: unless they're already outside apparently Oh, oh, then. Because this know. is why the people all, this is why they told them to
1: come inside. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So, so to, yeah. to me, it sounds like mermaids. I don't know. I, if someone from this, uh, that knows this particular, um, like, lore, like, very well, like, if if they come from this place, um, let us know. Is it like mermaids or is it like some kind of like, ocean, I don't know, like, ocean human right? creature? I don't know.
0: Yeah, know. could be That's either cool.
1: one. I like that one. Yeah, the that person,
0: was... um, this is the comment in Spanish. Yo crecí en la comunidad de la primera historia. Mi abuela me contaba que esas figuras se veían entrar al mar. Eran personas de la época prehispánica que habían sido desterradas de sus pueblos y que en su huida de, se llevaban a niños con ellos. Por eso es necesario tener luces para ver que no estuvieran llevándose a nadie.
1: Oh, that's creepy.
0: That's just so creepy. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a no. Mm. That's a no for Scr- me. Scratches off
1: Oaxaca.
0: <laughs> <laughs> off my list. <laughs> a list. And now on to my second story, El Cuero, <laughs> which again means cowhide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for this one. Yeah, this is it's fun. I like it. El Cuero is a sea monster found in Chile and part of Argentina, where they kind of meet, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, It translates into cowhide, like I said multiple times already. (laughs) (laughs) And it's part of the Mapuche mythology. Its home is said to be Lago Lacar, which is in between Argentina and Chile. But it's also said to be in a lot of lakes and rivers and the sea, again, in between Chile and Argentina. So it's just it's over there. El cuero is said to be two to five feet long with an appearance like it's been stretched out. So when you first hear the description, it's like, oh, that's a stingray. But no, no, no. It has very distinct, creepy ass characteristics that make it different than a stingray. So some people say that it has four eyes that sit on top of the creature. Others Ha, say it has two eyes that extend from it, like you know, like an, an antenna almost. Yeah, and at the end of the antenna is the eyeball.
1: How they draw like little aliens sometimes, yeah, like, little yeah. eyes like for the antenna. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, some say it looks like that, or that the four eyes are like that, they're like attached Ooh. to antennas. Um, others have said it has eyes all over its body, and then it's also said to have an extendable mouth, like it just opens its mouth super wide. And it uses this to suck the blood from its prey. What the hell? On top of the creepy eyes and creepy mouth, it's also said to have sharp claws that go around its body. Like the circumference of it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, is surrounded by claws. Oh,
1: I'm, lo- I'm looking it up and I, and I just seen it. Oh, it's look, it looks weird. It looks like a worm. Like uh, those like sea cucumbers. Yeah, but more flat, like a like yeah a sea cucumber tortilla, <laughs> <laughs> tortilla. Yeah, I mean that's what it looks like. Cause you you know if you see like the the crazy ass sea cucumbers, like that's what it like it. I don't know. It reminds me of that, except it looks like like the pattern is that of a cow cow print. Yes, <laughs> yeah, so weird.
0: It preys on everything, including humans, and is said to have the ability to stay on land. So,
1: yeah,
0: (laughs) it pounces out of the water and approaches its prey like a crocodile does, overpowering it and then sucking all of its blood. Although, another source I read said that it jumps out of the water onto its unsuspecting prey. Um, which, you know, can be anything, any animal, um, a person bathing on the lake, a child swimming, someone on a boat, what, as long as you're by the water. Um, and it uses its powers to hypnotize, which I was like, oh, okay, so now it has powers. <laughs> and then it wraps an appendage. <laughs> yeah.
1: It doesn't have
0: arms, but apparently it has like...
1: Tentacles right, um, or something?
0: <laughs> yeah, almost, almost. Like a, like a tentacle sticks out. And it's, it's, it um, goes around its prey with the tentacle and drags it deep into the water where it devours the blood of its prey.
1: The artist's renditions look fucking gnarly,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a weird little thing. Like, <laughs> like when you hear its name, you're like, okay. But then you like you see it and you hear what it does, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs>
1: It's like a disturbing in a way. I cannot like. It shouldn't be like that disturbing, but it is. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it yeah, <looks> gross.
0: <laughs> the only way to protect yourself from el cuero is with the help of an expert machi, which is a shaman. However, all these shamans are she's, or they could be. I don't know. I'm non gender non conforming. I'm, I'm not sure, but it said it was a woman, so. <laughs> She uses her powers to back El Cuero into a corner. And then she throws a branch from a calafate tree. I don't know what that is. It's a tree native to the area. And then El Cuero thinks that this branch is food. And so then it wraps its tentacle around the branch. And then it's stabbed by spikes in the branch. And then it bleeds to death. And this is the only way you can save yourself from El Cuero. You need this um, tree. machi with you and tree. You need both. I just love that it's a woman, that it's not a man. <laughs> that, um, that needs to save people from el cuero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, <it> checks out.
0: <laughs> yes. Children were told to stay away from lakes because of el cuero. So this could be another one of those things that's like, you know, used to um, warn children of dangers, you know, like yeah. a lot of these legends are. There's one very common story told when people ask for sightings of El Cuero. So a woman was washing clothes by the lake. Her baby was asleep close by. And then out of nowhere, El Cuero jumps out of the water and drags the poor baby down with it. But again, this also could be another thing that's like, oh, this is what this is what happens when you're not uh, watching your children woman. (laughs) like, you
1: know. Yeah, like like cautionary tale. Yeah, that, there you go.
0: That's what the word I was looking for, a cautionary tale. But that's that's one of the most common sightings of El Cuero. Just an unsuspecting person. And bam, it jumps out of the water. It is possible that this cryptid um, is a primitive invertebrate called a nudie branch. And I will post, I just saw a video of one of these things, a nudie branch. It's all black. It looks like a slime Almost, and mm-hmm. it just engulfs like a fish or something. Like it gets bigger and just wraps itself around it.
1: Oh, that yeah, that would explain it. Right. Yeah. I was looking at right now that a lot of um, I and and our nudie branch, uh, they're flatworms. Are they? They type of worm? No, they're not flatworms. They're similar to them, but yeah, that makes sense.
0: Right. Yeah. And also, it could be a some sort of freshwater
1: octopus. Ew. Those are crazy. Octopuses are crazy. They're like my favorite sea creature, but they're kind of scary. <laughs> they're like smart, and I'm like, uh, kind of unsettling.
0: But that would make do.
1: sense, especially if it's like yeah. some kind of like giant octopus type thing. Because, I mean, you have we have giant squid, giant octopus. Why not? Right, yeah. But yeah, that is El Cuero. I like that one. The artist's renditions is freaking out because it looks like... It looks unsettling and it shouldn't look unsettling, but it is. Then again, anything from like the ocean kind of scares me because I don't know. It's just like, what the hell's in there? (laughs) I'm scared of open ocean. Yeah. So I am going to start off with, I have two stories too. The sirena from Guam and uh, Yakumama from Peru. But I will start with uh, the sirena story from Guam first. So Guam was colonized by the Spanish in 1688. And just like uh, I was talking about earlier, it has a lot of stories similar to Latin America because just like we were, they were influenced, influenced by the Spanish. Yes. yes. Uh, so huge shout out to six from canceled for maintenance podcast. Cause he's uh, he's tomorrow and he's been helping me like with, with the legends and stuff. Cause a lot of the, awesome. the stories are not documented. And if they are, it's like really hard to find. Um, I have not been able to find any books on tomorrow uh, legends or anything like that. They don't exist. I've tried. So if you are of tomorrow origin, please put out like legends and stuff. I want to know more. Okay. So the story goes, a young woman named Sirena lived near the, um, God, I'm gonna butcher this. Aganya. It's Agana River. Sirena loved swimming and she loved the water. One day her mother asked her to get a coconut shell so she could make coals. However, when collecting coconut shells, she couldn't help herself. She had to swim in the Aganya River. Sirena lost track of time. Her mother grew more irritated and impatient. Sirena's grandmother stopped by for a visit on their home at this time. Her mother's irritation grew into anger. Her mother knew that she was probably swimming in the river again and ignoring her chores. Sirena's mother cursed her. Since Sirena loves the water more than anything, she could become a fish. Hearing these words, Sirena's grandmother quickly said, leave the part of her that belongs to me as human. Sirena could feel her body transforming. Her lower half turned into, into the tail of a fish And her body became covered in scales. From the waist up, she was still human. Now that she was a mermaid, she was unable to leave the water. Her mother then saw what had happened to her daughter. Regretful of what she said, her mother tried to undo the curse but was unable to. As to not be killed or hurt by fishermen, she gave a final goodbye to her mother and left to the sea. Some people claim they see her or claim they see something that looks like a mermaid around Guam. And according to legend, She can only be caught using a a fishing net made of human hair. So that is the little story from Guam, the mermaid lore. And Sirena literally translates to mermaid in Spanish. So you can see the Spanish influence in there. And um, for some reason, like, mermaids are that thing that, well, not for some reason, because of the Spanish, that, (laughs) (laughs) that... like mermaid lore is now like almost global, if not global, like that half fish, half human thing like their stories so uh, the second story is uh, one from the Amazon Yukumama is a great serpent that lives in the Peruvian Amazon forest, according to myth she is the mother of all sea creatures before you go on I almost picked this one (laughs) (laughs) I was, like, this close,
0: and then I went with El Cuero instead.
1: That's funny, because you know what? I would have picked El Cuero if you would have picked this one. <laughs> <up. laughs> <All empty. laughs> um Yucumama, uh, reaches the length of 30 meters or nearly 100 feet. The Yukumama legend is as follows. Hundreds of years ago, a fisherman from a tribe near the modern-day city of Pucallpa was canoeing down the river when he came to a lake. He could tell by the vegetation around this lake that it had not been disturbed by anyone. He became excited because this meant that the lake must be full of fish. Something began to move in the water. From the center of the lake, a head of a serpent rose above the water. The head alone was the size of the fisherman. She, looked, she locked eyes with him and started moving back and forth. In a panic, the fisherman went to shore and left his boat and starting and started running into the forest however the serpent was still coming after him he realized she was yakumama the water mother anyone who disturbs her waters gets the terrifying t- the terrifying fate of being eaten by her the fisherman prayed for salvation and at this moment four tapirs which is uh, an animal that is native to to the amazon Oh, okay i was like what is that uh, it's like a, It looks like a pig, but with a long snout. Oh, okay. Uh, so four tapirs fell, fell from the sky into the water, distracting Yakumama, giving the fisherman a chance to run into the forest. He escaped and told his tribe about his encounter. Yakumama had been awakened, and she can be seen in the rivers of the Amazon forest. So, now that, that this fisherman has awakened her, um, she, like, swims all over the place in the Amazon River. Another reason, oh. that, I mean, besides piranhas, now you gotta worry about that. Right. While researching this, a lot of people think the, the legends may be inspired by a uh, Titanoboa, which was a real snake. I, and I hope to God it was, like, they saw, like, fossil remains of this creature and were, like... And probably made like legends of this because a Titanoboa lived in South America millions of years ago. And oh, okay, that was my next question. Yeah, the remains have been found in Colombia, and Colombia is right on the like right on the top of the Amazon um, forest. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that these giant prehistoric snakes were all over the Amazon, including Peru and. I mean, I hope because if they didn't see a damn like fossilized remains, then fuck that. <laughs> because, right. I mean, the anacondas in, in like, you know, the Amazon, they're like, they're huge. They're gigantic.
0: Yeah. Scary. That's probably why they have so many snake legends.
1: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like snakes, but like 30 meters, fuck that. <laughs> no. Because, right. I mean, even like, um, Like, the anacondas right now, uh, as long as their mouth is wide enough, they can, like, eat you. And I think there's been cases where they actually do try to eat people. So, that's that. that.
0: As if the movie Anaconda wasn't enough to fear the... Mm -hmm. uh, That takes place in the Amazon, right?
1: I think so. I mean, it should because there's no other... If
0: it (laughs) doesn't, it... I did in it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. I haven't seen that movie in ages, but I remember yeah,
1: when I was a kid,
0: little. I used to watch it all the time. I was like,
1: yeah, giant snake.
0: Yeah, same. Um, and then I was scared <laughs> to get in my bath. I was like, oh my God, that McDonald's going to get me. My mom
1: like, you know what? Okay, Ow. Ow. <laughs> you glamour. know snakes do crawl up pipe. pipe. <laughs> well, Pipes. Fuck.
0: fuck. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. Now
1: now i don't want to get in my bath <laughs> well are you kidding me they've been found in toilets and sometimes this is like the one of those what? fears oh my god this is one of those oh. fears like this uh irrational, irrational fears slash i'm like man i'm sitting on the toilet next thing you are know, gonna get your ass bitten by a goddamn sick that's, like, one of my, like, the most irrational fear, fear ever, but I've heard it happens in, like, Florida and I think Australia. Like, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Of course it but, does
0: in those two places.
1: But I know for a fact there's been documented cases where snakes slither up the plumbing and they come out into, you know, the toilet or the the sink. And, I'm like, and it's, like, this random irrational fear that I'm like, man, I'm going to be sitting on the toilet peeing. <laughs> boom snake (laughs) buddy
0: speaking of the the yakumama though i got this book because it was only like a dollar on amazon (laughs) but it's (laughs) called i think it's called water Monsters south of the border and it just talks about sea cryptids from you know mexico central america and then south america
1: the moment you showed me, I had to, like, I got it, too. I haven't read it. But oh, you did,
0: too? Oh, okay. So they have, uh, like, three inc- stories of people that say they encountered the Yakumama in the book. hmm So one is from, from 2009, which, like... Oh,
1: fuck that. That's too close.
0: <laughs> too recent <laughs> for me, like... I know it's not that recent for some of like maybe if we have younger listeners, it's like, oh wow, that was ages ago. But you know I what? graduated high school in two thousand nine. That's just like way too recent. I was gonna say I was in high school still <laughs> class of 010. anyway. i I'm just <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in um Moron oh my god, Moronococha, Peru in two thousand nine, a massive snake destroyed the home of a woman named Dolores Shuna and um so her her house was built on stilts this is how people it's just it's a village near the water so that's how their houses are built on stilts and it sat above the water and one evening a large mass of vegetation destroyed her it pushed itself into the home destroying it and so later they realized that Well, they they saw the mass and they were like, oh, it's just vegetation. But then they saw that there was a giant snake 6.5 feet uh, wide. Uh How long, though? Let me see. Oh, why does it only say so? It only says the how wide it is. Shuna. Yeah. Shuna says that she caught a glimpse of the snake's head because they again, they only saw the vegetation and then they caught a glimpse of the snake. And so the snake's head, it was about 6.5 feet wide. Which is fucking huge.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like
0: she says that the eyes of the serpent were like a boat's light. Like they were just glowing. And there's another description from 1930 where a man thinks he saw the Yakumama as well and also says it has glowing eyes.
1: That's like a basilisk almost.
0: Right? Yeah. Other witnesses said that the the serpent had horns. So there's that. <laughs>
1: Oh, I've heard of uh, horned serpents. Like, um, oh my god. Didn't, doesn't that, don't, don't, isn't there like a Native American story of horn serpent? Hold on. Now I gotta Google this. Could horned be. Could be. serpent. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, horned serpent appears in the mythologies of may, of many Native Americans. So Yakumama has been like all over the place. Not just in in South America, guys. Texas probably has it. Florida, for sure. I know. For sure.
0: And then there's another separate incident in 2009 from Iquitos, Peru. A man named Juan Pablo says that the Yakumama um, again left a path of destruction, (laughs) which is not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. Anyway, um, (laughs) but in in this incident in Iquitos, Peru, residents heard sounds similar to a tractor, but they were too frightened to look what it was and then in the morning they saw what was causing the noise and it was a what it, i i guess now it's it said that it's a black boa but at the time they thought it was yakumama and it it was it left a track of 20 meters and and it was 5 meters wide like it just destroyed things what? in its path and this is what the the path that it left behind that you could tell there was a snake there mm mm-hmm. mhm mm mhm
1: I used to like snakes. I don't know about, <laughs> I don't know how I
0: feel about them anymore. Yeah, right. But apart from the Yakumama, they also have more giant snake legends. Um, so because Yakumama, you said was, you yeah, you already said this, but it's the mother of the water. Mm-hmm. So then there's also Sakamama, which is jungle mother. Mm-hmm. but uh, And they think, sometimes they think it's a separate snake. Sometimes it's the same snake, but it's a different phase of, a, of the Yakumama's life.
1: That could be it.
0: Yeah, they also have uh, one thing called, and I don't know how to pronounce this. It's spelled M-I-N-H-O-C-A with a squiggly line on top of the A and an O. Oh, 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 oh. Spell it again, M-I-N? Yeah, M-I-N-H-O-C with an, uh-huh. and then an A with the squiggly line on top of it. I'll send you a screenshot so you can see. Okay.
1: It's page 16 of
0: that book. Oh, Minowaka? Me, me
1: Minowaka? I guess. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> the accent throw me off. I'm gonna
0: say minokau. Cow. Yeah, we'll go with cow. that. But it's a giant it's another another creature from there, but a giant burrowing creature that means giant earth earthworm in Portuguese. And it was widely reported in the eighteen hundreds, but it's its description or physical appearance the way it's described is very similar to the Yakumama. It's black in color, reaches a length of 150 feet and a width of fi- up to 15 feet and it looks like it's covered in armor, hide, and it has horns on its head and it's known for the same thing like it burrows, like it's it sleeps for oh, a long time and yeah. then it, it, it when it wakes up it destroys everything.
1: That's that, you know what this reminds me of um there's uh there's this thing called the M- mongolian death worm and it's a legend from well mongolia and um and it like it it's like okay you know like it, it buries itself in the ground and like it pops out and then, like throws like acid at people and oh my yeah. god what and you know like all these things like the the one that you just said like the earthworm stuff and then the am like it reminds you of Tremors <laughs> <Right>? now like <laughs> the movie Tremors but yeah there's this like it's just weird Like <laughs> funny enough that
0: you mentioned Tremors because this book makes a connection like that the Yakumama <laughs> is so similar like maybe Tremors oh, let me find the exact quote let me see hold on <laughs> Okay, so they they wrote the author wrote it is frightening to think of an underground creature large enough to mimic seismic activity. The nineteen ninety science fiction film Tremors comes to mind. Well, <laughs> oh,
1: perhaps, funny!
0: Yeah, perhaps both the Minokao and the Yakumama yeah. can claim a connection to Kevin Bacon when playing the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I'm going to send you a picture of the Mongolian dust worm. Because it's like, and yeah, so it's supposed to exist in the Gobi Desert and stuff. Yeah, like, I, this is so funny because they're so connected. Okay, uh like, a, a Google link. Oh,
0: that is gross. Oh, my God. Why did I open it? <laughs> wow.
1: That's terrifying. This is a big no. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so the, this, like, worm is supposed to, like, start, like, Bit out acid and like com- like dissolve like alien from alien. You maybe that's where they got the thing. From. I don't know. Like alien from like the movies. You know when like their blood or whatever is acid like that. <laughs> Ugh, it's
0: gross! Yeah, horrifying. Gross. <laughs> so yeah, more reasons to hate the ocean and the water and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: and worms <laughs> and, uh, and anything and, buried
0: and in the bath and the toilet. Um, so yeah, we'll have to do another one of these, <laughs> a part three.
1: Oh, like sometimes too, there, I think there's something called like oarfish that often get confused a lot for um for sea monsters because they're gigantic. And here I'm gonna send you a picture, and they're real, and they're like, I mean, they look like like goddamn um let me say uh like sea monsters. Hold on, I'm sending you a picture. Mm, okay. And people encounter them in the ocean and it's like, they're gigantic. I'm going to show you a picture of, um, of a group of people like holding an oarfish, fish. And a lot of people think like these can also be like tied to a lot of sea serpent legends and stuff. Okay. Oh. So let, let me know oh, when you get it. I...
0: Wow. What is this thing? Uh, or fish.
1: Okay. Where is it? Where does it live? Uh, I might be wrong, but I think it's found all over the place. Like, um, Oh okay, down in California. What the fuck? Yeah, there's the Baja California Sur.
0: Oh wow, okay. Anyway, we can uh, wrap this up because I have to go pee. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sounds good. So yeah, stay away from water (laughs) and toilets too. No, don't (laughs) all water, all bodies of water,
1: (laughs) even the ones in your sink. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) <laughs> unless you want to encounter El Cuero or the Yakumama or all these other <laughs> oh Uh stay a spooky and we'll catch everyone next time bye bye, <laughs> bye.